everyone, and welcome to another episode of SFC Connects, the podcast where I interview staff, partners, and others on a number of different issues related to the community and Skills for Change programs. So today we have Mohinder Grover here with us today. Mohinder is a longtime supporter of Skills for Change, and he is a longtime mentor. So I'd like to welcome you, Mohinder, to the Connect Series podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, opportunity. Yeah, so let's get started. We'll start with the questions. Um, so I'm just interested in hearing about your immigrant journey to Canada um, when you first arrived and talk about your experience. Okay, uh, uh, it's almost 50 years now wow. uh, when I arrived in Canada. Uh, I was a young boy, 22 years old, and uh, uh, I arrived uh, on 26th of December, 1970, wow. uh, one day after Christmas, yeah, and uh, that was in Saskatoon. Uh, as you know, Saskatoon is a relatively, relatively cold place. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the funny part was, I stayed in a residence, resident there for student mm -hmm. residence, right? And the whole residence was empty. Wow! Oh no! Because everybody had gone home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so here I am and, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, looking out of the window and nobody on the street uh, and uh, nobody in the residence. So it kind of uh, posed a number of challenges for me. Of because, course. You know, it wasn't easy to go out. Right. Uh, because of a lot of snow out there. Snow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you hardly know anybody there. And it was kind of uh, uh, a strange uh, uh, feeling there and yeah. uh, remember in those days we didn't have this kind of facilities you know uh, internet and uh, telephones yeah. and all that you know the those weren't easily things weren't there you know yeah so it was a strange feeling that i have come to a different world altogether you oh, know wow and uh, so that actually uh, kind of uh, caused sort of i had to face a number of challenges which i get, you know which i had to overcome right and one of the challenge of of course was the loneliness you know yeah, yeah. you are feeling lonely Isolated. i came from a place where there was hustle and bustle a lot of people yeah. a lot of relatives friends and all of a sudden you are in the middle of nowhere yeah, and nobody yeah. to talk you know so it was a, that loneliness was definitely a uh, a, a challenge right and um, and it lasted for quite a while and mm -hmm. to the extent, you know, like you will, you will be surprised that when I came, when a letter came from home, I'll be reading the letter mm. and the tears will be coming down my, oh. from my eyes. Yeah. You know, that was the kind of feeling, you know. Yeah. So that was uh, one kind of challenge. Other, other challenge was the cultural shock, yeah. you know, because uh, the, the way it was, you know, the living in a student resident, First mm -hmm. of all, I was kind of a stranger there, different from other people, look, looking different. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, you know, uh, it's not only them, it's me as well, because right. you know, it, don't, we do not know how to interact with each other. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and also, you know, coming from a different culture, it gave me, uh, you know, people over there in the, in the residence will go out for parties, drinking parties, right. dance right. parties, right. and, I wasn't uh, used to yeah. that kind of environment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they will, you know, uh, thing which really struck me was 
you know, the people having, you know, explicit pictures, explicit pictures, photos, mm-hmm. shown in their own rooms, you know, right. kind of was very strange feeling for me, <laughs> you know, but that, those were the days, you know, and uh, so that was a, a, a kind of a shock, shock uh, change in thinking, you know, as a, how people think here, that was another uh, uh, concern for me. And of mm-hmm. course, cold weather. Yeah. It, it's very cold <laughs> out there. I hadn't seen, seen my, you know, my whole life for 22 years, I hadn't seen that kind of snow, uh, right. you know, it just it was like, <laughs> like lying right in front of me, you know. So that cold weather was a challenge. Money was a constraint. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't have any money with me. Only I came with $7 in my pocket. Wow. And, I had, and uh, the only thing was that I had a scholarship from the university. So that was the saving grace for me. Saving, yeah. And the first thing I wanted to do was save enough, save enough money yeah. so that if I had to go back, I can buy a ticket to go back. Oh. <laughs> so, Very smart. Very smart. Yeah, you know, so that was, uh, that was um, of course, a constraint. And the resident I was staying at, you know, they provided food as well. Right. So that was another challenge. Now, here yeah. I'm used to eating some spicy food. And here, yeah. uh, and I distinctly remember, they served uh, cheese sandwiches. Oh. You know, one day they served cheese sandwiches. I literally, I thought they were, I was eating soap. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, this, this was the challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, so, of course. You know, human beings are such, they can adapt the situation very quickly. But yeah. that was the initial kind of feeling, you know, yeah. uh, what uh, the, the food tasted like. Yeah. And of course, there were problems with day-to-day living. Since I am a turban-wearing person, right. uh, you know, I have to get the turban folded folded to tie the turban. So I needed right. help somebody yeah. to, uh, but I was hesitant to ask yeah. people to help me with the fold the turban because yeah. the turban is about a five meter long piece of cloth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, when you have no choice, you have no choice, you know? So you would talk to somebody in the, in the, in the resident and then you, you know, get them how to do it and all that, you know? People, <laughs> wow. People you, you know? So those were, uh, that was, uh, uh, a, a challenge, you know. Yeah. So those yeah. Were some initial challenges, which sort of, um, um, uh, you know, were there for me, and I had that feeling of being an outsider. Right. That I, you know, personally, you know, I, I personally think that I was feeling outsider. So it's yeah. not somebody else is telling me that, but I yeah, had right. that feeling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, with that strange feeling in my mind, I couldn't really say. I always thought I don't belong here. I right. came he started to study here and my next objective is as soon as I do my my master's degree, I'm going to go back. back. That was yeah. the thought, mm-hmm. you know. So those were some of the issues which I had to go through at that yeah. point in time. You know? Yeah. So uh, that okay. so this is kind of a, the experience of a of a newly arrived uh, yeah. immigrant, you know. And uh, so, you know, it was very challenging, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And like you said, there's so many different factors around, you know, language barriers, cultural food, things like that. And you've come alone, you've come to this, you know, a smaller town, uh, feeling of isolation already, and then having nobody there. And it's cold, but it can definitely bring a slew of different problems and uh, a level of sadness, right? Yeah. Um, and like you said, I, I find that really interesting that you said that um, 
a lot of it was was your personal feeling about feeling like an outsider and not necessarily um, what somebody else was making you feel. And I think that's really important to understand as well is that, you know, yeah. on the whole, Canadians are, you know, very, very welcoming and very kind people. But um, you yourself can have that feeling of being an outsider just by, you know, not being able to adjust or adapt as, you know, to certain things like the cultural and food and, and uh, lack of community, right? Lack of family. Lack yeah, of family. that's correct. That's very Correct, in fact. Yeah. So, how 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 do you feel that things have changed in the past several years in terms of the immigrant experience? Do you feel that certain things have um, gotten more challenging, or there's more opportunity? What do you see? Well, I think you know things have changed significantly over the years. The fact is, there are more, much more immigrants now in the country, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, as you said before. Canadians are generally speaking very good people, you know. Yeah. And I'm when I Canadians, I include include myself in that now. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. You've lived here <laughs> you know, long. You know, this is your home, yeah, and you've lived here people, longer than even and, back and, home. You know, and uh, uh, and you, you get there's much more acceptance. You know, yeah. uh, you when I came here, I always said this is not my country. I'm not going to live here. Right. You know? But, uh, you know, over the years, you know, and I, the fact is, for three years, I didn't take even, I didn't even apply for, to get the immigrant status. Mm. And I, I had to go every back, every year to the, to the uh, uh, Canada immigration yeah. to get my student visa renewed. Right. You know, because student visa only was only one year. One year, yeah. Yeah. So, and the, the immigrant officer would ask me, why don't you apply for immigration status so that you don't have to come back here for every year? And yeah. I would say, oh, no, no, I don't want to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the kind of uh, uh, feeling I had. Uh, but you know, as I said before, Canadians are very good people. I, I, I feel I'm fortunate that I came to Canada, you know, mm. and, uh, uh, you know, there's much more acceptance now compared to what it used to be. Yeah. And since, since there are large numbers now, you don't feel that you are an outsider. Yeah. You are insider yeah. now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's, so that's the kind of difference. You know, Canada is basically a, you know, a mosaic of many, many uh, people for different backgrounds, different eth ethnic backgrounds, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good mixture. Yeah. And um, we respect each other's feelings, you know. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. you know, generally try to participate in each other's festivals, celebrations, yep. those kind of things. Definitely. So in addition to that, you know, uh, at least from my perspective, for my community, you know, like when I say my community, I'm a state community, mm -hmm. you know, we are much more now integrated in, in, in terms of, you know, government, right. you know, and professions, yeah. all kinds of things, you know. Yeah. So there are ministers now in the government, which, you know, it was hard exactly. to even imagine. Hard the to time imagine, I came yeah. here. Yeah. 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 So you it's can see to navigate it the has, system. Yeah, it is much easier now. You know, I, just to give you another example, you know, I'm involved with the Sikh temple, which is called right. Gurdwara. Yeah. And we wanted to get a land change from zoning of the land change from, uh, you know, uh, from a uh, agriculture land to right. church land. Okay. And that rezoning took six years because we didn't have anybody in the, in the, in the, no, people weren't, you know, who the, these people are. You yeah, know, right. And there right. was a lot of opposition. 
And in 2001, uh -huh. we expanded that Gurdwara. Right. And it took us only four months wow. to get all the paperwork done. So you yeah. can imagine over, the, this was the, I'm talking about 1980s and right. 2001, yeah. the whole picture had changed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because we had people in the in the in the in the municipality in the in the, in the provincial government in the federal government, so right. it was much easier. Yeah, and you know, yeah, the fact is, you no, know, we are part of the part of the what you call the you know we we are we are the mainstream now. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just part of this huge mosaic where you know all of our voices are being heard. We're not necessarily 50 years ago, that was the case. And it's interesting because even with my mom, my parents also came in 1968. My mom didn't get her Canadian citizen until 2001 because she kept having this idea that she was going to go back to India. And right. you know, you realize that this is your home now. And now yeah. for them as well, it's been 50, over 50 years. So, you know, that feeling of home is here now. And that's quite exactly. a that that I always say, transformation can Although happen. I was born here, I'm going to die here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so walk us through your career path and how you navigated the Canadian system. So just uh, to give you a little bit of background, I came from a kind of relatively uh, middle class, lower middle class family. Mm -hmm. My father passed away when I was only two years old. Oh. And my mother was only two year, uh, two class, two grade educated. Oh wow! So and there was my father didn't have any insurance, nothing. Right. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we didn't have any help available from any sources. So my right. mother had to work and go to school at that time wow. to advance her knowledge and, and skills, and uh, and look after the family of five. And I was the youngest in my family, mm. so she was, you know, she ultimately be, uh, did the you know, what they called. Uh, teacher's training mm -hmm. and she became a principal, uh, principal of a school later on you know wow. so we all were were kind of uh, dependent on her yeah and that's why you know and, and she's my uh, hero yeah. model you know uh, you know and and i always say now women should be educated yes women should be educated because you never know you know so you know it's it's always and women have a lot of influence on the on the life of the family mm -hmm. so uh, they must be educated and they must be able to stand on their own and right. as i said before this is based on uh, what i saw in my mother how yeah. she suffered because she hadn't studied before right. but then she you know took the adult education to get into that uh, you know training for teachers and became a teacher and the principal of a school that's amazing you know? Yeah, so that's, um, I have a lot of respect uh, for my mother and yeah. for women, you know, the, from that aspect, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and also, so I was, didn't have money, too much money uh, right. to, you know, go to school. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to get help from the, the scholarships from different sources to be able to go to school. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. after, um, I, I did my, uh, you know, higher secondary, which is called 11th grade, and then I went to engineering school yeah. because I had a scholarship from the engineering school. Mm -hmm. So I did my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering, uh, uh, and through five years I was there, I had scholarship, you know. Right. Wow. So again, monetary, we were kind of tight, right. but you know, because I had a scholarship, I could be self reliant from yeah. that perspective. 
you know. So uh, then, you know, after doing my bachelor's degree, I thought I will advance my degree, advance mm -hmm. my skills, advance my uh, sort of education. And so I applied just for fun's sake, applied for five universities in Canada yeah. uh, for master's program. And uh, so uh, uh, I, but I said, you know, I will only come if you give me a scholarship because, yeah. you know, I cannot do otherwise. Yeah, of course. So there were four universities uh, in basically mainly in, let's say, in Quebec and in Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, and they basically said, if you come here, mm -hmm. we will give you some, some uh, financial aid. Right. Only university which gave me, uh, offered me a scholarship oh. yeah. the day I say this is the day I arrive in Canada, my scholarship starts. Right. And that was University of Saskatchewan yeah. in Saskatoon. Wow. And that's how yeah. I ended up in Saskatchewan, you know, Saskatoon. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know how to pronounce that Saskatchewan <laughs> at that time. <laughs> People ask me, how the hell you end up there, you know, in Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, yeah, that's what I, you know, that, that I came there. So I did my uh, master's degree there. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I finished my master's degree, my, uh, my supervisor offered me to do uh, go for a PhD degree, you know. Wow. So, so you know, uh, I did my PhD, and I was lucky enough because I continued my master's program work into PhD. Right. Right. I was lucky enough to finish the two degrees in three and a half years, That's which is the kind of it was a record in the university. Wow. You know, yeah. So, and luckily again for me that um, uh, the, you know before I finished my PhD, you know. Uh, I uh, was, I had gone for a uh, conference in Montreal mm -hmm. and I stopped over in Toronto just to talk to people here in the Hunter Hydro, if mm -hmm. they have any jobs that want to hire me. So before I finished my PhD, I got a job offer from Hunter Hydro, you know, Amazing. and I was told by my, 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 uh, you know, peers at that time, the people who are doing master's PhD degree at that time, that I wasn't going to be able to get a job in, in, uh, in Canada because I'd be at a turban. And the funny part was, I was first among them to get a job. Wow. Job. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, you know, I always tell people that I am a blessed person because yeah. things have been happening by the grace of God. Right, right. You know? So I got a job by, by the grace of God, but also you had the wherewithal to, you know, to network, yeah. to meet people, right? When you That's correct. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. If I want to stop in Toronto to meet with people here, I won't have a job. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just that way it happened, you know? Yeah. So I, right. you know, I got my job in Ontario Hydro, right. which lasted for 30 years. So I retired from there. Yeah. Uh, I took early retirement because they were offering the packages. So I took the packages and I got retired, right. right? Right. And then I started a little consulting work with them, which yeah. lasted about a year and a half. And then I got a permanent job in Atomic Energy of Canada Limited. And where I initially thought I'd work for a year or so, yeah. but I lasted nine years there. Wow. <laughs> so I retired from there as well, you know. As a, so in total, you know, I had more than 40 years of uh, uh, employment. And then yeah. I'm still doing some consulting, you know, and, yeah. and, and my kind of passion now is to help others if I can, you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. anybody and everybody I, who I can offer any services, I'm more than happy to provide them. So this definitely. is kind of a smooth career for me. You know, I didn't uh, 
uh, have any disadvantages, uh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But the good part was the specialty I had was mm. in demand. The in PhD work yeah. I did was right. in demand. Yeah. So, you, you know, I was um, the first turbine engineer to mm -hmm. be hired by Rotary Hydro. Wow. In 1974. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, my boss later on, my supervisor later told me that his boss told him why I was, why was he hiring me? You know, because wow. I was a stranger. Because yeah. they don't know how the hell I'm going to behave. Right. You know, <laughs> so, well, but you know. And, and speaking of that, um, so, you know, what, what was the, you know, did you experience that racism when you first went into, you know, the, the job or like just experienced in Canada? Yeah. I think in the university environment, yeah. Things were pretty good, you know, no real, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, you are there to study and you don't mm -hmm. get involved with any other things, yeah. you know. So, and, and the people in the university are generally speaking, generally speaking, yeah. they are more young people, they are, you yeah. know, they are accepting uh, right. of you, you know, like, and sure. they, already, yes. they always knew that I was going to be here anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave Canada. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but when I came to Toronto, you know, occasionally on the street, somebody will call you Paki, you know, yeah. and yeah. then somebody will say, where are your camels thinking that I'm from Middle East somewhere? Right. You know? So right. you will hear those kind of things, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, at, at work, uh, since I had a specialization, which was very much in demand, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they wanted me, right? Yeah. yeah. So I really progressed very quickly right up to the management rank but that was it yeah. after the, reaching the first level of management rank right you know uh, there was uh, so i basically decided at that point in time i will i will try to advance my to get promotions further mm -hmm. but then i sensed it wasn't that happening right and i i said to myself i'm a specialist anyway yeah. i'm not going to chase the management positions Right. I would rather, right. you know, strengthen my position in what I yeah. do yeah. and help out others, yeah. you know, in achieving whatever they can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't chasing the, right. the management position anymore. Although it was offered to me later on, I didn't take it. Okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, there are, you know, but my feeling always is, you know, that no matter being human beings, we mm -hmm. have some inbuilt uh, tendency to make, um, maybe not racial discrimination, but some kind of discrimination always. For example, you know, I would like to prefer my son over others, for example, you know. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, so, you know, uh, that is, that is, so I was lucky enough, I would say that I, I didn't feel that, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, going to be discriminated against. Right. And, but there were, you know, in, in, in my profession, yeah. or, you know, um, but as I said before, based on my feeling, I said, I'm not going to chase this management, senior management positions. I rather be a good uh, expert in my own field and establish my credentials and yeah. just live with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, you know, that's still the situation today, a lot of it. And, you know, I know you've been a part of our um, anti-Black racism workshops recently, and we've had that that's right. that there's still challenges for racialized individuals, for immigrants um, to, to get further up in leadership positions and that, 
you know, we need to start working towards how to um, how to make that a possibility, right? And how to even right. um, the field in terms of having more representation in the leadership level. So I think it's interesting that some things have not changed in that regard since when we're um, working back in the 80s and 90s uh, that is still happening today and we're still um, trying to, um, you know, trying to figure that out. But hopefully this big movement around Black Lives Matter and uh, these conversations that we're having can start to do that finally. Of course, they, yeah. they should make difference. They should make yeah, difference. Definitely. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, um, so, you know, what, what was the, you know, did you experience that racism when you first went into you know, the, the job or like just experienced in Canada? Yeah. I think in the university environment, yeah, things were pretty good. You don't know real, uh, uh, you know, you know, you are there to study and you don't mm -hmm. get involved with any other things, yeah. you know? So, it, and, and the people in the university are generally speaking, generally speaking, yeah. they are more young people. They are, you yeah. know, they are accepting uh, right. of you, you know, like, uh, and sure. uh, they, already, yes. they always knew that I was going to be here anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave Canada. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but when I came to Toronto, mm -hmm. you know, occasionally on the street, somebody will call you Paki, you know, yeah. and yeah. Then, then somebody will say, where are your camels thinking that I'm from Middle East somewhere? Right. You know? So right. you will hear those kind of things, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, at, at work, uh, since I had a specialization, which was very much in demand, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they wanted me, right? Yeah. yeah. So I really progressed very quickly right. up to the management rank. But that was it. Yeah. After the, reaching the first level of management rank, right. you know, uh, there was... Uh, so. I basically decided at that point in time I will I will try to advance my to get promotions further, mm -hmm. but then I sensed it wasn't that happening. Right. And I right. I said to myself I'm a specialist anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to chase the management positions. Right. I would rather right. you know strengthen my position in what I yeah. do. Yeah. And help out others. Yeah. You know in achieving whatever they can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I I wasn't chasing the, the management position anymore. Although it was offered to me later on, I didn't take it. Okay, yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, but my feeling always is, you know, that no matter, being human beings, we mm -hmm. have some inbuilt uh, tendency to make, uh, maybe not racial discrimination, but some yeah. kind of discrimination always. For example, you know, I would like to prefer my son over others, for example, you know. Of course, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know so, you know, uh, that is, that is, so I was lucky enough, I would say that I, I didn't feel that, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, going to be discriminated against. Right. And, but there were, you know, in, in, in my profession, yeah. or, you know, um, but as I said before, based on my feeling, I said, I'm not going to chase this management, senior management positions. I rather be a good uh, expert in my own field and establish my credentials and yeah. just live with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, you know, that's still uh, the situation today, a lot of it. And, you know, I know you've been a part of our um, anti-Black racism workshops recently, and we've had that that's right. that there's still challenges for racialized individuals, for immigrants um, to, to get further up in leadership positions and that, 
you know, we need to start working towards how to um, how to make that a possibility, right? And how to even right. um, the field in terms of having more representation in the leadership level. So I think it's interesting that some things have not changed in that regard since That's when we were um, working back in the 80s and 90s uh, that is still happening today and we're still um, trying to, um, you know, trying to figure that out. But hopefully this big movement around Black Lives Matter and uh, these conversations that we're having can start to do that finally. Of course, they, yeah. they should make difference. They should make yeah, difference. Definitely. Yeah. So what, you talked a little bit about this, but I'd get into a little bit more about what some of your accomplishments and your successes that you're most proud of. I think I would simply say I'm proud of my volunteer work over the 30 year period. Yeah. You know, more than 30 years, in fact. And, uh, you know, um, I have been volunteering with the Skills for Change since 2004. Wow. You know, and, and doing the mentoring work there. Uh, you know, uh, there have been, as part of my volunteer work, I have been recognized by many. Uh, organizations mm -hmm. and uh, for example I am a uh, you know I, in 2017 I was given the uh, I was invested in the PEO's uh, order of honor Wow! and PEO is the professional engineers Ontario you right. know yeah uh, and uh, also you know I'm a fellow of uh, engineering Institute of Canada I am a fellow of um, engineers Canada uh, also, in 2010, I was awarded the uh, uh, Good Citizenship Medal by the government of Ontario, which mm -hmm. is a, a, a very proud uh, uh, achievement, I would say. Definitely. You know? and, and of course, you know, uh, in 2012, I was recognized internationally by mm. the International Electrotechnical Commission for my work on standardization. You know, wow. uh, so they gave me a, what they call 1906 award, meaning that 1906 was the year when IEC uh -huh. was actually established in Geneva. Oh, you wow. Know? Yeah. So, you know, and there are many others uh, recognitions, including yeah. many from Skills for Change over <laughs> the years, you know. So they are all, you know, but I think the bottom line is really is the satisfaction yeah. you drive one drives yeah. by being a part of success of somebody else wow yeah you know mm -hmm. i i i consider that to be a real uh, i should be proud of that you know yeah. i was part of success of somebody else definitely what like what what drives you to do this community work what has driven you to do so much community work that you know that's what you say your accomplishment and your successes are around. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question you're asking. Uh, it's, you know, like, uh, the thing is, is first of all, uh, uh, I believe, if I've been helped by, by, the, by, the, by, the, by, by Canada, let's put, right. me, put that yep. way. And how I can tell you a little bit of story about that too. When I came to Canada, the first day, my supervisor had come to receive me at the airport and he asked me, do you have winter clothing? And right. I told him, look, I'm wearing those winter clothing. He said, this, will, this won't do here. They won't do. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, then he, he told, you know, told me that uh, I need to buy some clothes. But I said, I have only 
don't say unboxes me, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he next day he yeah. took me to the university right. and got me a five hundred dollar loan, interest wow. free loan from the university to be paid monthly f uh, from my uh, as an installment from my scholarship. Wow. So. I can never forget that. You know, the, he yeah. gave, I got $500. I spent maybe $100 on that $400 I pocketed anyway. <laughs> you know, but it, it, this is something which sticks in your mind all through that you, somebody yeah. at that point in time in your life was, uh, was helpful. Yeah. And I say that also, this is also an, a reflection of the character of Canada. Yeah. People, are, people are generally very helpful. Right. Yeah. Why do you why do you think it's important, and um, how do you think that you can support um, new immigrants? Why is mentoring important? Why why those activities that you do with Skills for Change? Why what do you see that being a value, and why it's important to support new Canadians? Okay. Let me let me say this thing to you. I I started mentoring with the Skills for Change, but mm -hmm. I am a mentor for in, in Professional Genius Ontario. I'm a right. mentor with the Standards Council of Canada also, and also in IEC, the International Electrotechnical Commission. I mentor oh, yeah. people there, you know. Yeah. But anyway, you know, this, this, the, 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 uh, the um, mentoring with the Skills for Change is, um, is, uh, is very good in the sense that you come across people from all over the world mm -hmm. uh, who have come as newcomers to Canada or they are yeah. immigrants here, mm -hmm. they come, came as immigrants. And, uh, if they are successful, as I said before, I feel happy that I was part of a success of somebody else. Yeah. And, and, and also see like, when I came to Canada, there mm -hmm. was no organization like Skills for Change, right. where you can bank on, you know, and yeah. share your feelings, to, yeah. you know, to, to get some guidance. There mm -hmm. was nothing like that. So, right. you know, I feel I'm in, I'm, I've been fortunate enough that yeah. I should, I should share, I have the knowledge and skills now where I should play that role where, you yeah. know, that role wasn't available when I arrived here. Right, right. right. So to, to share with you a story, I, I, I had a, uh, my first mentee for mm -hmm. Skills for Change yeah. was, uh, she was from Iran. Okay. And uh, engineer from Iran. Right. And uh, she, uh, you know, so we interface with each other for over time. And mm -hmm. although the skills for change only says it's six months, uh, months uh, duration, mm -hmm. but it's, it, it's it still goes on today. Yeah. That oh, relationship. Wow. Okay. And the, the beauty of that thing is, you know, during my, you know, mentorship work with her, right. she one night called me at 11 o'clock okay. and, uh, and she said, you know, Mahindra, I'm sorry I'm calling you at this time, but yeah. I wanted to talk to somebody. Aww. And I trust you enough to be able to talk to you that yeah. my father has passed away in, in Iran and I wanted Aww. to share my grief, some grief with somebody else I can trust. Oh my goodness. So, you know, that feeling in me that yeah. this person, you know, is trusting me yeah. to share her own feelings, internal feelings. Yeah. I, I must be committed to this task, you know, Definitely. help out people. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, and, and there's, I'm sure, a lot of people who do have a community when they come here, and then a lot of people who don't and feel isolated. Yeah. And that's the one way that they can feel connected. And particularly now, 
it's an even in greater challenge new immigrants that have come during this pandemic and are not even able to see any of their own community members to have that support through mentorship must be just they you know so important for them to uh for their mental health and for you know uh feelings of isolation and things like that so that's, that's really, correct yeah what a powerful story i just got chills honestly just hearing that that's yeah really so i have you know i have i have uh, met with many mentors through skills for change mentees i mean and uh, you know it has been a great experience to work yeah, with them you know that's great uh, to and give them what, confidence give yeah. them self self confidence you know yeah that, absolutely you know, but, a final question, what advice would you have for younger racialized and new immigrants in terms of um, their career path and coming into the country or racialized individuals here um, around their career? And how would that differ from, um, you know, a mature internationally trained professional? And is there any advice you could give? Well, I, I you know, I, uh, I believe uh, first thing I would say that uh, as advice is have confidence in yourself yeah you know that's very important yeah have confidence things will ultimately work out right you know uh, it's, a, it's a, just a matter of time you know there are difficulties of course challenges there but if you look at each failure so-called mm -hmm. failure mm -hmm. as you know as a, as a challenge and a learning opportunity yeah then yeah. Uh, you know um, um, then you probably have some better in store for you. I always say, you know, uh, if you fail in something, yeah. then you be thankful that you learned something. Definitely. And you fail because, not because you fail, because yeah. there is something better for you better in store for in future. I love that. That's, that's the kind of philosophy I, 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 so think positively rather than saying the cup is half empty or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, say it's half full. Yeah. You know? So it's, that's the, uh, and I advise that that way. For right. the international, uh, you know, qualified people, I always say that, uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, wealth of your own experience. So mm -hmm. you should be proud of that. Yeah. And what you should also be uh, uh, doing is keeping your mind open. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Learning never stops. Right. Keep learning things, right? right? Mm -hmm. And and as, as a matter of fact, if possible for you, you know, go to the maybe a, a college or a university to advance your uh, skills, knowledge, mm -hmm. education, right? So that you get some Canadian credentials, mm -hmm. and you know how Canadian system works here. You know, yeah. just learn from that that experience, yeah. and. Uh, uh, you know, not everybody can do that, but you know, if it's impossible, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and and that gives you gives you and maybe an opening getting getting a job or mm -hmm. advancing your career career further. Right. Right. So th th that's the way. Um, uh, you know, uh, and I always also tell people: don't be afraid to express your opinion. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know you may not agree with. I have found in my life, I have had let's say, in a meeting of forty people, mm -hmm. I'm the only one dissenting. But right. I have, but I have some people come back to me later on. Yeah. They will say, "Mohinder, we should have listened to you." Yeah. So <laughs> you know, 
never, you know, that, that, that's the way it should be. You know, yeah. that you are a professional. You must, you have a mind of your own thinking. Yeah. You express your thinking, whatever it is. And don't right. be afraid. You know? Yeah. 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 Don't so, be afraid to go against the grain because they, right. yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, you could have a suggestion that could, you know, um, which is valued. Yeah, it's and a people value. value. People value your participation. Be active, you know, actively participate, yeah. you know. Absolutely. So it's, uh, you know, um, show, it's basically showing that you have initiative, you have mm -hmm. drive to achieve things, you know. Right. And work hard, of course, you know, work yeah. hard and smart. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very important. You know, the thing is, to be successful in a new country, you know, you have to establish yourself with people, right? Yeah. If right. you work hard and smartly, you know, yeah. uh, people start to respect you for what you are. Yeah. And I'm a living example of that, Absolutely. you know, yeah. because I worked hard. I know that I worked hard and, you know, I was always committed to the, the work I'm supposed to do, you know, yeah. deliver it, you know, possibly as on time, you know, with mm -hmm. the budget, whatever they are. <laughs> but thing is, you know, show your commitment to the work. And right. once you establish your credentials, People yeah. start to rely on you, think think possibly about you. Then right. you know you are much more in a better position uh, yeah. of. Uh, I would say you are empowered in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That was a great answer, and I hope that a lot of um, you know when we when we share the podcast that it goes out to you know um, new immigrants and those that are you know planning to come to Canada and they can take that advice for sure. You're the second person who said about the confidence. Piece. So I really hope that <laughs> any of uh, new immigrants coming in really do um, listen to that and you know build your confidence. You have confidence because you have the experience and right. valued in Canada as to you know what you do and who you are. Um, yeah. So thank you, Mohinder. We are so 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 lucky to have you as a mentor for thank you. sixteen years. That's unbelievable. And I know, you know, these conversations can go on forever. So I'd love of to <laughs> explore some other topics. Um, it would be really great to have that. But I really appreciate you taking the time today to speak with us and talking about your experience over the last 50 years of being in Canada. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it Thank has you. been a long time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks. But, you know, I'm grateful. I'm yeah. grateful that I'm in this country. and. Um, and and, and uh, I'm thankful to God because He made me a blessed person. Definitely, thank you. Yeah, and, and I have a very good family. My children are yeah. well educated, well settled. Yeah. You know, Can't that's ask the best. For anything, thing. anything better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we are, we are. I think we are very lucky to. This country is so beautiful country, and we have a lot of opportunities. You know, people are very good, and we should be proud of that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mahinder. Thank you. Thank you for your time, too. <laughs>